Of all the things that it's tricky to talk about with kids, sexuality and gender presentation is right up there at the top of a lot of parents' lists. That's why Kristen Russo and Danielle Owens-Brown put together their book, titled proudly, This is a Book for Parents of Gay Kids. With its bright orange cover and bold title, you can't miss the book on the shelf, and it offers straightforward, positive advice on navigating the waters of being an LGBTQ-friendly parent. It's really helpful for all parents, I think, and I got the chance to call up Kristen and ask her for advice on talking about queerness with your family, regardless of who you are. Hi, my name is Kristen Russo. I run LGBTQ organizations, Everyone is Gay, and My Kid is Gay. And I also just started a new project called Our Restroom, which helps take uh, gender markers off of single-stall restrooms in businesses and in bars. That's a, that's a really exciting venture. You also have a new podcast that I feel like I you do. need to tell us about. I do. I'm really excited. I didn't know. I didn't know if I could go there. I <laughs> I have a new podcast that I do with my wife, Jenny Owen Youngs. Um, we are episode by episode discussing Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, it's called Buffering the Vampire Slayer. Oh God! And, yeah, it's pretty good. She Jenny had the title of that for like a year and a half before we started the podcast. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it's on iTunes and all the other places where you listen to podcasts. And what's really fun about it is we write a uh, song for each episode that sort of recaps the episode. So at the end of every season, we're going to have an album of, of, of song episodes. All of my wildest dreams are coming true right now. <laughs> yeah, it's been fun. It's been really, really fun. Um, so Kristen, tell us about your family. What does your family look like um, and who's in it? Well, um, I guess my immediate family is um, my wife and I, obviously, and then um, my parents, and I have a younger sister. So um, my my like nuclear family is that the, is that what we say? Is that a weird thing to say? Um, but my immediate family is um, you know my parents, my sister, and then um, now my wife and I. And so you wrote you co-wrote this book. Um, this is a book for parents of gay kids, and it's bright orange and really eye-grabbing. And I just want to ask you about the process of writing that book. Um, what made you think that was a book that needed to be in the world? Well, I was told, so it was really easy for me to, <laughs> to know that it was needed. Um, so through my work with Everyone is Gay, you know, we would go to, we would obviously engage with people online and have conversations with them um, in the internet space. But we also started touring, going to high schools and, and universities uh, in 2010 as well. And um, people over and over again, young people would come up to us and say like, Hey, we love what you're doing. It's super awesome. Can you do something like this for my parents? Can you make a video for my parents? Can you, you know, write stuff for my parents? Because the way a lot of, um, people sort of said like, you know, the way you approach the issues is accessible, uh, in a way that we think would have an impact with our families. And so our first instinct was, well, there must be stuff out, like there must be other resources. And so, you know, we did some Googling and some preliminary searching and, of course, found PFLAG, um, which has been around since the 70s. Um, but apart from like PFLAG and a handful of other um, smaller websites, there wasn't really anything. And a lot of the books that we found were super, super somber in their approach. The, their whole core was sort of like this super sad thing has happened to you as a parent. Your child has come out and like we're going to help you through this bad thing. And um, Danielle, who was my business partner at the time, and I were 
were sort of like, this is not what we want in the hands of families. And also, like, the conversation has changed. Of course, we still have families who, who are struggling, but we also have a lot of families who are just like, I have questions, but like, I'm cool with this. I just like need to know some information. One thing I've been thinking a lot about is how much as adults we have to unlearn homophobia, mm. whether it's latent or unconscious that's, that's in our minds from our culture. And so I'm wondering, how, how do you recommend um, changing the future so that we don't have to do that? How, <laughs> how do you recommend talking to very, very young kids from when they're born about gender differences, differences in sexuality, and so that the next generation of kids uh, is raised with less unlearning they have to do and more straightforward acceptance that both gender and sexuality are, are a spectrum. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that it's like twofold, right? That part of it is bringing um, bringing these ideas into your family and into your child's life in in ways that are much more accessible to us than they ever have been. You know, having books in your household that show many different variations of what a family can look like, having books in your household that have um, characters who are exploring and playing with their like gender expression and their gender identities. Those are all really positive ways for you to sort of um, give your child or your children tools to say, oh, you know, things are, things are fluid. Things are not maybe what they seem out there in, um, in mass culture. And I think that's the other part of this is sort of talking about what we see in mass media, um, and, and really looking at it saying, don't you think it's interesting that like in this headline, they put the girl in pink and they put the boy in blue. Like, why do you think they did that? And like, let's talk about that. And let's talk about it, that in the context that we now have with these like books and other things that we have in our household. So it's sort of like, you know, you can't just, I don't think that it's possible to just raise a child by saying like, hey, gender isn't a thing. <laughs> Go out there, have a good time. Um, you Because, you know, the world is out there and you have to also give them the tools to kind of question and negotiate and navigate those things. Um, but I think, I mean, I think that's, that's how I got to the place I am is that I had, um, I had parents, but even, even more so than my parents, I had some teachers who really said, question everything. And I do. And it is amazing what you find when you question everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think a lot of the conversation around families and queerness talks a lot about pretty, pretty homophobic families who are not accepting of their kids and navigating that. Um, but I want to talk more about parents and families who are maybe think of themselves as open-minded or think of themselves as progressive, mm -hmm. but still have some trouble wrapping their minds around gender and sexuality expressions. So what are some questions or challenges or pushback you get from progressive parents on these issues and how do you navigate those? You know, one of the biggest things that I have seen as a, as a means of like pushback from progressive parents and families is the refusal to ask questions. Um, the book was really illuminating around this issue because you know, we thought like, oh, people are going to be just kind of either excited or like hesitant, right? They're either going to be having issues or they're going to be like, yay, this book. But um, when we sat down, we sat down to do some interviews with parents and things as we were leading up to, to release the book. And what we found was some of uh, some of the parents who were like, well, I'm super accepting. They refused to 
ask any questions because I think what I gathered was that they felt very, um, they felt very much that if they had questions that would sort of signal that they were, you know, um, homophobic or that they were ignorant or that they were all of these things that they didn't want to be. And, and the only way that I've tried to navigate that is by saying, listen, I came out when I was 17. I worked with LGBTQ communities actively for over a decade at this point. And I have a million questions still. Like it is so powerful to have questions and to ask those questions and to seek out information um, because you can't know everything. And you can be somebody who supports LGBTQ people while still wondering, hmm, but what does that mean? Or like, why is my daughter dating somebody who presents in this way? Like that's confusing to me. That's somebody, that's something I never thought of before. Or, you know, what does it mean to be transgender? There's a million answers to that question. So, so just gathering one or two answers and saying, oh, I know. And I accept, um, is, is really not all the work that you can be doing. I think you have to take it a lot further. Yeah. So it sounds like, like parents are a little nervous or anxious that they'll ask a question in a way that might make their kid think that they don't love them or don't accept them. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that like, obviously always having, you know, if you are having a conversation with your kid directly saying, I love you and I support you, it should always be a part of that conversation. But I know that when my own parents um, or my extended family have questions, I take that as, a, as another sign of support. Like they're not, you know, as long as they're not asking me with like a sneer on their face and like, you know, it's making me feel horrible. Like if they're asking honest questions to me, that means, wow, they want to learn more about me and they want to learn more about this community and me offering them answers and giving them knowledge is only going to create a, you know, a better person in the long run. So I think it's a huge uh, sign of support when people have questions. Can, can you think of some questions that you have personally been asked or that you've heard of uh, parents asking their kids that you think are really positive that you're like, oh, this is a great question to ask if, if your kid is coming out? Yeah, I mean, I think that, first of all, asking what they mean, because I think that the, the common thing is like, your kid comes out and they say, I am blank. And you're like, oh, right, of course, I know what that is. And I accept you no matter what it is. So moving on. Um, but I think that, you know, when it comes to terms we use in um, in queer and trans communities, I mean, really, in, in all communities, they mean different things to different people. And so I love if I say to somebody, oh, well, I'm bisexual or I'm queer, uh, when they come back to me and they say, well, what does that, you know, when you say that, what does that mean? Does bisexual mean that you are just attracted to men and women? What does that mean? And like, oh, no, actually, that's not what I mean by that term. Um, what I mean is I'm attracted to all genders. Oh, but why bisexual then? Bi seems to mean two, right? And then you have this whole awesome conversation um, that, that unpacks more of what your kid is saying. And I think, you know, my mom and I have had the benefit of me doing this work. So, you know, we sit down way more than I think we would have ever sat down and talk about these things because I'm like, mom, want to make a video with me and talk about the coming out process. <laughs> um, and so we've been sort of almost forced to unpack a lot of these things in, in having the conversations for other people. But I think that asking, you know, what do you mean? Asking, not assuming that your child is is one thing forever, I think is really powerful too, right? Like when I came out, um, when I first came out, I came out as bisexual and I wound up coming out again as a lesbian, not because I identified even really as a lesbian, but because I, my mom was sort of like, 
holding out hope, right? That I would meet a man, meet a man, <laughs> and marry a man because I come out as bisexual. And so like, I feel like, you know, allowing your child to know that, that they might, that they might identify as bisexual. They might identify as queer. They might identify, you know, your, your kid might come out as trans and identify with he, him pronouns. And then a year later be like, you know what, actually I still identify as trans, but I need to use they, them pronouns. And like letting them know that you love them now, that you support them now. And that no matter who they are, no matter when they are, these things, you will support them is really, really powerful. Because even with the most right progressive accepting parents, we're always kind of afraid to come out the, for the first time and to come out again if, if things shift with our sexuality or our gender. When you go and speak at schools and universities all over the country, um, what are some of the big questions you get from students about how to talk to their families about being LGBTQ? I mean, I think in terms of like what they're worried about or like some of the most common pushback things that we see um, is parents like thinking that it's a phase or thinking that their kids are too young to know. Um, That's a huge, huge thing that happens over and over again where, um, you know, parents are saying, well, you're, you're 14, so you really don't know, or, you know, you're, you're 14. So this is just, you'll, you'll experiment and then you'll figure out who you really are. Um, which is, which is troubling, you know, because sure, like I said, you know, you, you might come out at 14 as one thing. And then at 18, you might not feel like you are that thing anymore, but it certainly doesn't invalidate all those years when that was your identity. And so we try to give young people the tools to talk to their parents in that way to say like, listen, it actually isn't about who I might be someday. It's about who I am right now. And I, and I do know who I am right now. And that's the thing that, that I'm asking you to accept. And that's the thing that I'm asking you to hear. Um, and then in terms of, you know, what kids are excited about, I mean, I think that we, we are in this time when, we're seeing ourselves reflected more and more, both in in the news and in media. And sometimes, of course, those things are not positive, but there are a lot of really positive stories out there, right? We've seen tons of stories about like people taking, um, you know, girls taking other girls to the prom or, you know, transgender people winning homecoming queen and, and things that show that in parts of our society and parts of our world, we are starting to be able to have these conversations in a more open way. We are starting to be recognized um, and and see ourselves also portrayed in fictional shows as complex and nuanced characters. And I think that that is really exciting to young people too, because they have things they can share with their parents, right? That they can watch these shows together. They can talk about these news items together, um, that, that there really isn't too much of a stretch to bring these topics into everyday conversation. Uh, and that's, that's really powerful. You know, that is how, that is how we change the future is we allow permission for conversations to happen. <laughs> In closing, Kristen, I'm hoping you can leave us with some wisdom. So what, <laughs> what is the piece of advice you find yourself dispensing most often to parents? Oh, listen. I think ask questions and listen. Uh, those are the two biggest pieces of advice that sort of underline uh, the answers to everything else that I say. It's just like if you are dialoguing with your child and if you are asking questions and if you're listening to those answers, then you're doing so many incredible things. I wake up Miles of playing tricks That was Kristen Rousseau. Look up the book that she co-wrote with Danielle Owens-Reed. This is a book for parents of gay kids.